So today's podcast is going to be about 2021 CSE Awareness Raising Day and what's happened. CSE um, Awareness Day. It's no longer CSE Awareness Day. I think that's what we want to talk about. Where has CSE Awareness Day gone? Where has it gone? It's like it's been hijacked by everybody and there's no um, Child Sexual Exploitation Day anymore. And I think, like, we acknowledge, like, all types of exploitation and... Abuse. All, yeah, and all, and all things like that are bad, but I feel like we, me and, like, other survivors campaign so hard for so long to get recognised as victims of a crime rather than just being, like, you know, child prostitutes or just generally just you know, scorn of the year. And we had a couple of years where everybody was listening. They were like, yeah, 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 get it. And I feel now that actually exploitation as a whole just been dumped into one category. And there's lots of different types of exploitation. There's lots of different, yeah, completely. Oh, absolutely. As it had to become CE Awareness Day, why can't we still keep, actually, that's, the, you know what, I, I talk about this a lot with people and, and we discuss, and with you, a lot, we talk about this a lot, that actually the sexual aspect of what happened to us was what, what has created the absolute turmoil in the rest of our lives. The relationship building, the, in fact, every, every aspect of Having your life child, is affected like, by raping a child. Yeah, absolutely. No but crime, but there is no more crime other than murder. That's worse. In fact, sometimes you you How look at it. How many people do we speak to that say, "I wish, I wish still now, even though I'm, I've gone through all that and I've, I've got a life. I just, I wake up every day and my first thought is, I wish I was dead." Completely, completely. And this here is where I think that if we go back a few years, and I, well, no, I've got, well, yeah, probably a couple of years. And I remember we've been into meetings before and we've been saying. CSE, they, what's going on with CSE? Because actually at the moment, it's as if there's too many CSE cases and the world doesn't want people to know that there's too many CSE cases. So they'll change the word to CCE. And actually, <laughs> exactly, changing stats because the stats were getting too big. So they need a new word. So CCE became the new word and they filled it up and there's so many CCE cases now that they have to get rid of CCE because actually it looks like children are getting bad with the CCE, so now they'll change it to CE. When, when are they going to stop doing this? They're not differentiating what's sexual exploitation what, yes. with, and what, with the threads of criminal exploitation running through it. But I think okay. that nobody's connecting the fact that the sexual aspect of the child sexual exploitation, the majority of that carries the child criminal exploitation. Yeah, totally. And, and I think even more so that's prevalent, prevalent within girls. So we, we look at girls as victims of sexual crime and we don't really take into account, well, we do, because we've been there and we understand it, but professionals yeah. in general don't necessarily take into account that they're the <coughs> of CCE as well. And it can't be like a dual, almost like, a, it's a, it almost feels to me like a diagnosis that you've given what happened to me a name and, and now it's acceptable. So if I've been if I've been given the diagnosis of child sexual exploitation, that is what happened to me. That would be, you know, the the yeah, yeah. umbrella of offence. But then I want to disclose actually. But I I partook in transporting drugs from one side of Telford to the other, 
um, that's just forgotten about. That's not even put in to the classification with the sexual exploitation. No, because yours happens in the time when they want to admit that there was CSE, but now they don't want to admit that there's CSE. So everybody that is a victim of child sexual exploitation will be getting the label that they give you of CCE because actually then their figures won't show. Yet we know it's the same thing. It contains the same thing. Absolutely. It does. But then when you flip it over and you're a victim of... So let's say that my sexual exploitation um, didn't... They didn't say it was sexual exploitation. They just told me it was child exploitation. And then they focused all of the support and all of the awareness and everything that they ploughed into me to, to try to help me turn my life around was just around child exploitation. And then they focused on this fact that I would transport drugs from one side of Telford to the yeah. other. What about this whole chunk of shit sitting here, stinking out my life, the sexual abuse, the rape, the manipulation, the humiliation, the, there's nothing that's bothered me probably more in my adult life than carrying with me the stigma of the sexual assault, yes. the sexual abuse, the name. The shame, the, the fear. Yeah. And I think that people don't understand that when we, you know, the fear of, um, we, we also had that running, right? I didn't want to get battered, but I was battered all the time for not getting in the car or I was battered because I was out of the house. I was dragged through the streets. So I had that fear if I hadn't taken it to somebody's house or if I hadn't turned up at the time I'm supposed to be there, I was chased through the streets. I've got that fear. So I get that. But actually, then I'm going in there, I'm getting raped as well. Yeah, what I said to you before, I was talking to my mom about that last weekend and it was like, we discussed an incident that had happened and I'd been given some drugs to go and, you know, take somewhere else. And I'd been, they tried to rob me on the street and I'd managed to get away and I'd gone and hidden somewhere. Well, the bloke who'd given me the drugs in the first place, because he'd set the robbery against me and I hadn't got robbed, I'd managed to get away. He stood outside where I was hiding waited for me to come out, beat me with a metal pole, and I mean, he beat me black and blue, in, in the, on a busy roundabout, yeah, yeah. and beat with a metal pole, and then got me in the car, and he took me to the other side of Talford, which is where I was supposed to be taking these drugs anyway, and his brother then proceeded to rape me. So it wasn't just I got that violent attack, I was then scared, what's going to happen next? Once he's got me in the car, I know where I'm going, and I know what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that rape, you know what, I, I can deal with the physical being. I'm covered in bruises. I'm black and blue. Black. You know what's coming, don't you? And you know that you're going to heal from that. How do you heal from the rape? The internal violence that happened. That's what I mean, mentally. How do you heal from the rape? Yeah. But, I mean, in, the physical internal pain. Yes. Nobody could see that. But as well as the mental, I used to Absolutely. disassociate. I used to be off out of my body. And that's something that I live with now, where even now, right, I sometimes don't know where I am. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, I've just missed like 10 minutes of my life because yeah, I disassociated, yeah. because that's what I have to do when I'm in a crisis mode. So all these things come from the rape of a child. And yet actually, at the moment, people are trying to rid the world of that word. That's oh, what yeah. you what's happening children are being raped answer to the fact that children are being raped stop saying it doesn't exist 
It's not the same. Oh, it makes me angry. I think categorising, like, all exploitation into one... Well, how do you put it? They're all completely different. Yeah, it it discredits all all the different types of exploitation. So... I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit annoyed today that I've woke up and I've just seen that it's no longer CSE day, it is CSE Awareness Day, CE, so Criminal Exploitation Awareness Day, and although I would normally advocate and say this is great, this is brilliant, I feel very much like I've been stripped of something again, we have fought really, really hard to be acknowledged, Yeah. and all exploitation should have a day. Criminal exploitation should have its own day. Sexual abuse of children should have its own day. Of like, course it should. All of these things should have their own day. Whereas today, I've looked, so I've gone on Twitter today and I've looked through and I'm thinking, great, I'm going to find some great posts. I love reading through what other people are saying and what they're going to do and what they've pledged and everything else. And actually, the majority of what I've seen has been county lines. And I have... I, I totally, totally appreciate that county lines is a form of exploitation and it is terrible. And I've been there myself. I've been used to that is, That's part of what we went through, yeah. But this was solely supposed to be around the sexual abuse, exploitation, manipulation, coercion, blackmail, the violence used against children in terms of the sexual aspect of, of that crime. Why now can't we have tomorrow be CCE Awareness Day? And this be CE Awareness Week. And have a day for each one. Yeah, and just... So actually, those voices who are struggling to be heard can still be heard and not feel like they're fighting against the world still. It just feels like a constant battle, doesn't it? It feels like a constant battle raising awareness of a situation that people actually don't want to hear about. What was we talking about last week? The term grooming. So they water it down by making out that it's grooming. Like, I'm looking after you, I'm caring. No, it's the rape and manipulation of children. I don't understand why we're having to water down terms to stop using the word rape of children, because that's what it is. That scares people, Uh, yeah, well, it does scare people, but actually, if you want to change the world, if you want to stop things happening, then you have to tell people the truth. You can't hide it. You can't pretend it isn't happening because actually all that's going to happen is there's going to be more children abused. So today, I, I, listen, I was on um, Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, I, was, I was looking, just reading through, like the tweets and uh, there was a tweet from Rain and it was they were talking about radical honesty okay. I, I sat and laughed to myself because I thought you know what that's that's what we do I've been called you know a loose cannon I've been told I've got no filter all of these things and actually I take that as like a criticism and how many times have I been out somewhere and said to you I need to keep my mouth shut in this one because yeah. I can't help myself actually quality why why do we need to be quiet about things we feel so passionate about absolutely so i'm going to stop saying oh you know i've got no filter i'm, I'm going to stop saying about, and i'm going to say you know what i'm radically honest i'm going to say to you what you don't want to hear because it's the truth and i know i've done that for the last 
so many years anyway and and I, I i know i do make people feel uncomfortable when we enter into some sort of meetings and we walk in sometimes and they look really nervous as to like oh you know god what's she going to say this time what are they going to do what's yeah. she going to throw at us and actually i think if we hadn't have gone into those meetings like that and given them that that radical honesty nothing we would have made no progress whatsoever but actually, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be in these meetings and not have a voice. What's the point of being there if you don't have your voice? No, totally. It's, yeah. And I'm, sometimes I know, I know what you mean, because I've been in the meetings with you where sometimes <laughs> you sit there and think, oh, I better not say that. Oh, I better not say that. Um, but actually, these things need saying. So, yeah, we'll tell you, we'll be your critical friend. We'll tell you how it is. Whether you like it is a different story. But you know what? The truth is the truth. And that, that seems to be our tagline for everything. Completely. The truth is the truth. truth. Can't change the truth. It's already happened. Like, yeah. But I think so many people, and if there is like a survivor listing who wants to say something or is scared to speak out or is scared to like, just be honest about what's happened. Yeah. Actually, there's nothing wrong with the truth. Especially if it's a truth that you didn't create. Completely. And that is what, what what I've struggled with for the last few years is thinking I can't say that it's not it's not like diplomatic. I can't say that they're going to think that I'm like I've got a screw loose or you know all of these things that you fight with within yourself. But actually, I do say them, and then I walk away. And how many times after we've walked out of the meeting have I said, "Why did I say that? Like, what on earth possessed me to say that?" And then that one thing that I've said that I'm re almost regretting saying after we've walked out will be the one thing that they've taken away and said, you know what, we listened to what you said and this is what we're going to do about it. And this it. is what we've done, yeah. yeah. And I just hope anybody who's got that same feeling actually embraces what that, that thought that's going through their head. And don't yeah, don't, don't be scared of your own voice. That. That's yeah. right. Don't be scared of your own voice because actually what happened to you people should know about yeah. people should know because actually if, if they don't know, know how can you yeah. change it totally totally but i i think it's such a shame that we feel beat down like that so even after speaking it so i was reading obviously reading through my blog and everything this morning uh which i started that in 2013 we're like in 2021 and i read through it and it's all still so relevant yeah every single thing i put in there about my thoughts and my feelings and and things that I, I I didn't understand, but I could understand. Like I could rationalise it, but I couldn't understand it. I I hope that anyone who's sitting at home or listens to this and thinks I need to tell someone about it, but I don't know how to tell them, write it down. I'm so glad yeah. I have got that. Record. Yeah. It wasn't a massive blog I did. I mean, it did take off like once got going. That's how the book obviously came about and everything else. But if I hadn't got that documentation for myself and the process that I'd been through, I don't think I'd believe that sometimes that's what happened. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, Yes, I do, yeah. Everything's sort of been such a... Happened in, well, it feels like it's happened in such quick succession. Actually, it's taken years and years and years to get to this yeah. And if I hadn't have got that beginning of this whole process, written down I I genuinely don't think I'd believe it, it happened the way it happened yeah it's all a bit um 
I think it's the more uh, people don't want to they don't want to accept what happens they don't want to take any form of responsibility not that you know not that I'm looking for responsibility but it would be nice for um, again it would be nice if people the public would recognize their part that they played too so going back to it's CSE day today because that's what it is to me child sexual exploitation day 2021 um the inquiry going back to the fact that I'm I'm really unsure of how many members of the public who will have seen people dragged through the streets who will have seen girls in phone box being picked up um you know all these different things I, I just asked myself how many people would actually have gone rung that number because they've got to do something physical that way they have to actually do something and I don't believe people want to do anything they want to moan about it but to actually make a change they've got to pick a phone up I wonder how many people have done that no in my opinion right my mom has been like a very powerful role model for me in, in my life and she's always said look don't come to me complaining about something unless you want to change it completely so if you're going to moan, make sure that you're willing to follow through with some action on it. And that's how I've, I campaigned for the inquiry, how I kept myself going, because, you know, what? I thought I can't just say this has happened. Oh, what do I do now? I've got to have a plan of action to follow forward with. Yeah. You tell me how many times have we stood at an awareness event, a presentation at, at a, you know, a, a carnival, at, at something, and there's been... Not just, you know, Joe Bloggs, mom and dad have come up to us and said, you know what, I think this might be happening to my daughter. And we've given them advice and we've given them all the support, you know, information that they need. But how many how many professionals, youth workers, how many mental health uh, professionals, how many... Doctor secretaries and... Yeah, yeah. Have come up and said, you know what, I, I really think I did see something or I think I worked with someone and... It or was, I noticed when they were writing things down and... yeah. How many of them, and I know, I can't count how many people have come up to us and said stuff like that. Every, every single time that we've been out, yes. Where are they? I know from the figures that were released by the inquiry a few months back, these people haven't gone. There's not a chance because I spoke to more people than what they're saying has gone to the inquiry. So actually, I'm a little bit... No, I'm not yeah, a little I, bit. I'm a lot disappointed because everyone in Telford's going to stand there shouting... This is a whitewash. This is a complete whitewash. And yet none of them have gone to their their own evidence. What? How can they moan and say, can't be happening, shouldn't be happening, and then sit there and do nothing about it, as per, hence why it's happening for the kids? It's all relying, like the the general public society are relying on victims of one of the most horrific impact you for the rest of your life to be able to physically get up and go and give that evidence now the people who we want to go and give that evidence in terms of victims are the ones who have had the biggest failings so they're yeah. the ones with no support network who don't even want to recall what happened who feel, still feel stigmatized traumatized emotionally unwell probably have uh, mental health difficulties that are being medicated rather than trying to find a solution for so they're still going to have the majority of the trauma is still embedded in their lives. Yeah. We cannot rely on them to do that. And we cannot expect them. But that's what people are expecting. Oh, well, somebody else will say it. This is I don't need them. to say this it. This is about what went wrong for them. Yeah. Why didn't we 
well, not us, because I think we've done definitely done our bit. But in terms of professionals around the whole of Shropshire and Talford and Reakin and the rest of the country, to be honest, and we look at it as a whole, but yeah, yeah, of course. Inquiry, why wouldn't they want to go and say, you know what? Yeah, maybe I did fuck off on that one. And maybe I could have done things differently. And actually, my their best way of diminishing that guilt away from what did go wrong is to just go and say, you know what, I did this and I didn't realize. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. yeah. What happened? What was going on? And now this is what I would do. And this is best practice. It hasn't all got to be about going and slagging off services or slagging off procedures and practice. But if something has gone really, really well, I want that fed into the inquiry. I really want that to, to be, this not just to be a total shit show. I, I want it to be people coming and saying, you know what, this was bad and that was mediocre, but this was done really, really well. Yeah. I do want that to, to be what the outcome of the inquiry is. I don't just want it to be a very much woe poor old Telford. But I want a true inquiry. I want everybody's voices there. There's no point if people aren't going to come forward and say what they should be saying. Otherwise, what was the point? The likes of you and I already know so much about what's happened. Of course we do. But there are so many things that we will never know about um we get, we get information disclosed to us just like like when we, when we go in we were doing awareness sessions so people will come up to us at the end and it's like they're almost relying on us then to input that information on their behalf and i just want to say i think that's really unfair for anybody to expect us to do that for them because actually their job role you do is to have done that for us yes take control of that and go and do do what you should have done a long time ago and say what needs to be said i feel like i want to give you a round of applause because that really is yeah. you know what I mean? that's amazing and that's actually it's simple it really is that simple i don't understand why people ain't getting it i don't understand scared, aren't they? people are scared of losing their job how do they think we felt how do they think we felt I can't say, I'm not bothered about, I, I know it sounds like I'm being really harsh, right? I'm not bothered about Joe Bloggs sitting in an office who's scared to lose his job. Yes, I understand. That's a scary thought. But how scared do you think I was at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, running away from rapists? How scared do you think I was? That's the same those people who don't want to report to the police, as in not victims or parents or, you know, anybody emotionally involved, as in the person who's standing outside the chippy waiting for their, you know, their... Their, their tea to be cooked, who sees something happen, who doesn't say anything because they're afraid of what will happen to them. I get that, but then when as you get adult, home... Right, as an adult, you yep. take that on the chin and you report it in. And if you don't want to do it there and then, then you get home and then you report it in. Take as much information as you can. Car registration. Plates, how many people, yeah. what they look like. The exact location. Yeah what clothes they were wearing and i just i society is a mess it's a complete mess. mess absolutely absolutely it's as if i don't know everybody's got a voice when it doesn't count but when it actually means something people don't want to have a voice i want to have a voice i'll never give my voice up yeah i'll never give mine up either it's not going anywhere that's what i mean i kind of like it <laughs> so what anyway about, what about me, the 
the Violence Against Women and Girls Bill. What do you think about plain clothes police officers? Like what <laughs> policies and procedures they're bringing in? Okay, so, so first off, so for, can I break this down to a few little pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so first off, we've got a bill where we ain't got enough policemen on the streets as it is. There isn't enough. They're saying this all across the whole country. There's not enough. But they're going to find plainclothes policemen to put in bars and pubs to protect women. Yeah. Where actually the whole cause of this is a policeman murdering a woman. Totally. So why? Well, oh, it, it just If you're plainclothes, right, if you're a plainclothes police officer, I would happily do that job, right? Yeah, yeah. There, see what's going on. See something not quite right. You see something happening. So are you wired up then? Because that's a lot of a lot of what's the word? Money to be spent that the police force currently don't have. Why are we not, you know, employees yep. going to sit in a bar? Well, potentially something <coughs> sitting might not happen. The chances of it happening in the nightclub, something severe are minimal. There's too many people, yep. there's lots going on. And can I just put one point in? If I can just put one point in, yeah. you only get one chance, because if it happens in that nightclub and you, you're seen that you go out there as a police, undercover police, you got one chance because you can't go in there next week because everyone knows who you are. Exactly. So is, then, is that, or, or is it a case of the police officer goes in and has to call the police to report what's happened? Because you can't, an undercover can't go in with the radio on and all that other, you know, to say. Well, they'll oh, be seen straight away. You know what? I went out a couple of years ago. It wasn't even, was it? No, it was last year. Into a, a bar and somebody put their hand on my skirt. And I tell you what, I reacted because I am really? not having anybody put their hands on me. And yes, I'd had a drink. I was the one. I, was why are you saying that? I don't know, but that's what we expect. Because, because the way I, I reacted was probably, I was angry. I was angry that somebody had been so disrespectful towards You're me. You're allowed to be angry if someone do does that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was very angry, but it was me that got removed from that bar. It wasn't the person who did it. It was me. And I was deemed as being the problem. And then proceeded to throw my friends out. Well, the this bar. is the bar that um, the week after I was also told that it happened by the same person, the, the male. Yeah. Put his hand up another girl's skirt the week after and that girl got thrown out too. Absolutely. So there's a very serious issue with this bar. So my main problem is around that. Well, there's a couple of things, isn't there? Like, first of all, why I wasn't taken seriously, you know, the, the, the thing yeah, I'd yeah. said, why I wasn't taken as actually, I shouldn't be the one being thrown out in the street. Now, as somebody who's vulnerable, I'm thrown out into the street, first of all. He's believed and I'm not. But then... What about all of those women and girls? Because it, it's, it's a very diverse place, that is, where we were. How many of them wouldn't have said anything? How many of them would have just been like, no, do you mind? Well, yeah. How many of them wouldn't have even said, do you mind? How many of them would have literally just moved away? Because I know when I was younger, I wouldn't have made a fuss about that. I would have been like, oh, bless. don't don't do that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But because now I've got that anger and I've got that, I understand my physical rights as a human being. Never mind being a woman. Not be touched up. Yes. Yeah, don't touch me. I don't. I don't want anybody touching me without my permission. But how many women and girls would just take that? 
Do we need the police officers? Do we need those police officers sitting in bars? Or do we need those police officers monitoring CCTV? Do we need those police officers out on the street? Do we need those police officers sitting in the back of an industrial estate or at the bottom of the reeking or in these other places where actually not just women are getting taken and raped, but children are getting taken and raped? And that's oh, We can talk about the reeking. How many times have we spoke about the reeking getting light in at night? Yes. How many times? As they're lighting at it's night? No, because lighting. nobody wants to take responsibility. Yet and a panic button. A Samaritan's button yes. even. A button that goes to someone who is going to be there live to speak to, to say, I need help. And now, just, yes. Whether it's mental health help, whether it's help because you're being chased, whether it's help because you know what, you're just really fucking scared. You've been dumped there. Uh-huh. And you're really scared and you just want some someone to pick you up and take you home. Will they do it? It's not, we don't know. Who does the reeking belong to? Well, who cares who it belongs to? Three years it out. Sort it out. Like this, if you've got the reeking, <coughs> so if anybody who's not like local who's listening, the reeking is like a great big hill. It's really loads massive. of windy roads around it, loads yeah. of like little laybys. Like countryside kind of uh, there's not really the nearest town is about a mile and a half away, isn't it? Yeah. So you're like yeah. plumped in the middle of a massive hill that's covered in like woodland. But we also have pure, like it, it's factual that a lot of girls and boys, CSE victims, have been taken there and raped mm-hmm. and beaten and left. I mean, when, when we originally asked for the button and stuff, it was more around suicide. Um, and since then, there have been more people who have committed suicide on the weekend. Why is any sort of abuse or mental health crisis or anything that's deemed to be a little bit sensitive not taken seriously? Well, it's, it, it's not taken seriously until it's too late. It's been but too then late now, so lessons many times. Will lessons will be learned, lessons will be learned, yet nobody seems to be learning any lessons. I'm sick of hearing lessons will be learned mm. because none have been. Yeah. Well, anyway, so talking about what we were talking about there, what do I feel about that bill? That's exactly what I feel about that bill. How bloody ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Who thinks these things up? That statement, what they made, is almost, almost, I'm only going to say almost, as good as when Boris Johnson quoted, dealing with um, historical sex abuse is spaffing money up the wall. Spaffing money up the wall. Well, I'm not even going to get into that one because that's a that's a statement that does make me angry. Because actually, by saying historic, what does he mean? Does he mean yesterday? Because that could be historic if that's what they want it to be. Or does historic mean like no longer relevant? Or does historic mean, actually, it's in history, shut up about it. Mm. But it's the spaffing the money up the wall bit that gets me. You know, when it comes to, like, sexual exploitation... And, and CSA, you know, and I, I hate to put the labels on it like that, because actually I feel like even that makes it sound like lesser than what it is. I mean, when we talk about your experiences as a, as a small child, CSA doesn't give it the clout that actually it, it deserves. But when we talk about those things, we are we saying that because it didn't, you didn't report it right now, like when it happened... It should just be left in the past and just... Yeah. And I think that's what he's trying that, to say. 
that that invested the, the money that would be spent on those <coughs> non-recent investigations could potentially stop a child being abused tomorrow. So let's say you never went to court and you know your perpetrator was just free to roam the street. My perpetrator was a bus driver for school children when they went so to how the many vulnerable children? Because all in fact, all children are vulnerable, let's yeah. put it as it is. Would he come into contact with every day? Probably 60 kids a day if he's a bus driver, yeah? Just on yeah, average, easy. 60 kids yep. there and back a day. So that would be, how many is that over a week? Five times 60. Lots. 300. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of kids. So actually, by you going forward and going carrying out your police investigation, you've potentially saved 300-odd kids a week. The point is, when he says about um, it has to be reported, or people, because actually society, that again, well, you should have said something at the time. Why didn't you report it sooner? Why did you wait so long? Well, actually, as a child, being raped, it was not my responsibility. Totally. Um, and where's the support? Where was the people where? looking out for me? Yeah, where were they? Where are they? Why haven't they gone to the inquiry? You know what I mean? What? what? What is all this about? I mean, everybody's bleating about how we need to make change. And I am probably one of the biggest bleaters of all. This needs to change. That needs to change. I want to see, you know, health system reform. I want to see policy change. I want to see laws change and all of this. And I, and I will continuously fight for all those things. Yeah. But it feels a lot of the time like it's you and me. And a, few other, and a few other survivors, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Telford Girl, and, and who yep. are just constantly clubbing together to say, this is shit, like, what is going on here? Somebody's got to do something. And I also feel like, a lot, but so many people say, like the people in power, oh, yes, we'll do this, and oh, yes, we can do this. And then they all, like, backtrack and nothing ever happens and things don't change. And We signed a lot of meetings with a lot of people who would be classed as, you know, important people, it, maybe in their own minds, and in the eyes of society. To me, everybody's just human. And yeah. if somebody's going to sit there and they have got a voice and they have got the ability to make change and then they give us lip service and they say, you know what, we hear what you're saying and, and actually you're right about that and I'm going to take that, what yeah. you've said, and I'm going to try and do X, Y and Z with it. And then the following week they come back and they say, well, actually, it didn't quite go to plan and I didn't manage to say that and I didn't get that. And then we're like, when are you going to Yeah, and then and then they say, oh well, I've not got another meeting, so we'll have to put that one, you know, back back on hold. But then, how many other people who have like come in and listened to our ideas and then gone back and said it was their ideas? Mm. Mm. Because that, that too really gets my gets on my wig. Like it really does. I mean, I'm I will do anything possible, and I know that you know this. I will go and I'll speak to any person about yeah. what we can do to change things, what, 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 for example, a local authority, what they can do to make things more accessible, what they can do to reach out more to, you know, the community yeah. where the, the victims will be hiding. They, they don't want to be found. They want, they want to stay hiding in plain sight because they mm. want to just be normal. I, and I will advocate for those people and I will make sure that they can get the strength to have their voice heard in an arena that's local to them. And I will do that every single day of the week. And what I don't like is when local authorities come in, ask us, oh, what did you do? How did you do that? What's the best ways of doing this? What's the best? And we tell them everything because actually all we care about is the people is who yes. are by sexual yes. exploitation. And then they take it and they set up something similar 
to what we've said, not quite using the peer model. That we, which is defeats the object. Yeah, yeah, which is what we believe has been the most effective way yep. to recover, having people who understand your thoughts and feelings, and then saying, oh, look, we're fabulous and we've done this. And then they plonk a generic service, which will run for maybe a couple of years and then shut down. And then what happens to all of those people that are in that service? Well, let's be honest, if we go back to the beginning of this conversation, CSE doesn't exist anymore, does it? Well, it's not that it doesn't exist. Well, it's just being clubbed <laughs> with a load of other types of exploitation. And I know, yeah. right, for me, that sexual side of, of the exploitation, the sexual abuse, the, the absolute torment and, and of the rape that happened with inside my head to the point where... I shut my brain down and I yep. there's things I can't remember you know like when you go through school and you learn your times tables and you're doing basically so photosynthesis and you learn all these things there's a lot of stuff I, I genuinely yep. can't recall so maths is my biggest issue so I was gangrate the day before my maths GCSE if you ask me to do a basic maths equation I can't do it because for me maths Anything to do with numbers is involved in my trauma. I can't do number times tables. Can't do, but you know all this. I can't do basic adding and take it away. If we go to our um, remember that training day that we had with the um, NSPCC, and we had that training safeguarding lead, and I remember sitting there at this thing, and all of a sudden they simply asked the question of, "What was your favourite childhood toy?" Yeah, yeah. I and I froze and I was nearly crying because actually all I'm thinking of is this group of people are going to know because I don't have a favourite toy. I don't even know what. And you were what, asking me, what's a toy? Tell me a toy. Yeah. Give me a toy. You know, and that is what my childhood memories are. I don't, because you do shut off, you do disassociate with them all. And that was, that was the rape because that was my, that, that was all I knew. Yeah. The fear, the that there, simple question, what was your favourite toy? Put me back to being a child and being about to be raped. What what on earth is my favourite toy? I can't remember. What is it? And then what did everybody else as you go around the route talking in a really oh, positive oh, way? Oh, I had a car and oh, I had this, and I'm thinking, oh shit. I had nothing. I, I can't I can't think. My my thought process shut down, and that there is my uh, that's what I do kind of sometimes where well, you know this one. I don't answer the phone to you. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I understand <laughs> you, you understand me. Yeah. And should we ever go to something again where they're going to ask questions similar to that, where they're going to get you to recall something from your childhood years, I know that I need to give you that little bit extra in that moment. Yeah. At the same time, when they ask that question, I, I myself had to run back through. Yeah trauma to try and find something and I don't even remember what I said I didn't have a favorite toy I just I just used to do whatever I was doing I, I don't even know I just used to I remember saying Barbie I don't think I ever owned a Barbie what's that about <laughs> what's like what what are you, you know asking me this I question just, for that's probably a Commodore 64 but I remember he said he said that he asked the question because it would help him know who was a victim and who wasn't well I think that was a bit harsh mm. if I'm being honest I think that was a bit harsh he was fabulous in the end. He was. He was I'm not oh, yeah. saying he wasn't, he but was actually really that way of separating people that have been abused and not is actually quite a bit like... 
traumatise you in your first five minutes. It, it really did. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. So anyway, let's wrap up for today because I've we've got some meetings and things to do today that we need. To well, do. I feel a bit better now. I've had my little rant and um, it's all back to normal. I'm chilled and calm now. Good, me too. So next week we'll do another one. Thursday seems to be our day where we're most ranty. Yeah. <laughs> we've gone over the bump in the middle of the week and we're feeling just angry ready for the weekend like just let it all out so we can have a nice weekend without all this Thursday's rant day <laughs> yeah Thursday's rant day so Thursday seems to be the day we're going to upload the podcast then yeah yeah I think so so we'll see everybody next week well we won't see them they'll hear us see you all next week <laughs> <laughs>